0: Welcome to the Global Podcast, man. Um, this week I just want to touch on a few topics, man. Some hot topics of the week, hot topics of well, what's going on um, on a you know business front, global business front. I want everybody to focus on basically, um, you know, what can you do better if you're trying to do a business. You know, of course, if you're trying to do a business, you want to start off domestically because if you can't, you know, basically make it domestically, you can't make it internationally but there are certain ways that you can start off internationally and you not, your business may not be necessarily domestic based business, meaning that the primary place you're selling your goods won't be you know, in your town or in your city, it will be internationally. And that's what I was trying to get people to understand about international trade is that I don't actually have to have my business based in the, in the country I live in, like uh, far as making the most revenue. So basically if I'm doing international trade, I'm basically shipping or receiving goods in. And so that's the concept that I'm working with with international trade is that I feel like selling abroad can actually, in volumes, can actually make you more money sometimes even selling to a lot of domestic um, us, uh, buyers. So for me, for instance, like, if I was gonna do business somewhere overseas, I would um, you know, figure out what they wanted And then I would pretty much source that, you know, and then we can negotiate the price. But a lot of times, of course, you need to meet the people and uh, people need to be able to trust you. And, you know, you still have to have networks and, you know, negotiation skills. You still have to have skills to pull it off because you gotta basically execute the deals. But there's a lot of, you know, information about that. This is not something that I have to withhold from somebody. It's more about sometime about, you know, the customers you can get and keep. So it's not like it's secret information. It's not like what I'm saying to you. It's like something hidden, it's not hidden. So everybody can have these opportunities to do these things. You can get into cars, you can get into you know machinery, heavy equipment, beauty, hair care products. I mean, you can do clothes, shoes, metals, Diamonds, gold—you know anything that you can basically sell. I mean, you can sell anything. You sell cups wholesale. I mean, maybe a company in Britain that's looking for a certain type of a cup or something for their restaurant or, or or store, and there's an American maker of those cups sitting somewhere, and you know they're selling domestically. So you're going to a manufacturer in the United States, maybe that they have a lot of kind of inventory and you might say, hey, I know an opportunity where I can sell these same products to somebody globally. And then that's where you can step in and just be like a person that's kind of like negotiating that deal. You're gonna talk to the manufacturer who make the cups. You have somebody in another country that wants 50,000 of those cups at 50 cent per cup and then you try to see where you can get your percentage. Now, like I said, this is this doesn't have to be your this doesn't have to be your primary business because it's going to take a while for you to get the volume off the ground i know a, sh- a, a quick story about this one guy that was in Dallas um, and he was selling plastic just plastic i mean i'm talking about the, the plastic bags he was shipping the plastic to china and china needs so much plastic you know that basically he was you know sending almost a million tons a month of, uh, or a couple of hundred thousand tons I don't want to be exact But it was a lot of tonnage weight of plastic Because he was sending containers, full containers of plastic And so even that will weigh. But he was sending a lot of volume Don't quote me on the tonnage, I'm sorry But the volume, the volume was a very high volume Of plastics And you can just basically be somewhere in the United States Collect plastic You know, go to different um, You know uh, Recycling companies and get the plastic and just put the plastic in a container and find a buyer in China. And that person in China can buy it one time, five times, 10 times, you never know the demand. So it's basically the basic of like supply and demand. So that's why I say the world has been running on international trade. Most groups of people met like trading You know, um, most relationships that were formed in ancient history was formed by trade, meaning that there were groups of people and there may be somebody that comes up in another group and say, hey, I got this and then you you end up buying it. This group of people, they knitted and then they met somebody who had, you know, cowrie shells. That's how, uh, you know, uh, cowrie shells became currency because the people thought that was worth money. In ancient times and that's what you would use to trade until it became gold and then it became money today but cowrie shells was one of the first thing people used to trade for actually currency then it traded it then it changed into like gold and then it changed into paper and so you know what is what is what is money or money is just basically just to exchange for your goods so you have something I want and I'm gonna give you something that I think or or we think that's value and we're gonna exchange it for that that's all money is people think money is something sacred or something no it's just an exchange and then basically people have learned that if you accumulate what people think that's value which is money then you can have power and respect behind it if you accumulate a lot of it so that's why millionaires and billionaires they run the world because they have what people perceive as being something very valuable. So that's why they can call shots and make shots and, and, and do everything around the world. That's why you need money. You do need money if you wanna play in the game. If you wanna play in the game in the world, you're gonna need the money because that's how you end up playing the game. Um, without money, without, you know, without bringing something to the table, you can't um, come to the table with a group of people in the world and basically half nothing you can't come to the table with problems you only can come to the table and negotiate with something tangible and that's why you see that we sometime and i'm speaking about black people sometimes we get the raw end of the stick because we come to the table sometimes with problems and we don't come with like tangible things sometimes we need to come with tangible things like we be able to basically put pressure on people to make them negotiate and if you don't have money or you don't own something or you can't basically leverage anything. Leverage is a very strategic thing to have. And when you're doing stuff in your, in and when you're doing stuff in your life you need to be able to say, hey, I need to do this to be able to leverage that. People can leverage skills, you can leverage money, you can leverage positions, you can leverage um all type of things you can leverage in the negotiation. Okay? So that's why a lot of the stuff in the world happens, you know, because people can leverage what they have or what what kind of access they have. They can even leverage access. I tell people every day, Africa is only poor because it can't leverage its own resources because it's not in a powerful, powerful position to do that. They have countries, they have governments, they have everything they need, but they can't leverage anything to be able to say, hey, you got to give me this for that. So most countries just go to Africa and buy up the raw resources that they have because they don't have any leverage position, positions. For instance, um, most of the African countries have every single thing they need to have a powerful country, like resources and energy, natural energy in the ground, natural gas, um, oil. Okay, so you can have oil, that's your energy. You, you, so you got diamond and different type of diamonds. So if you have industrial diamonds, most of those countries have the industrial diamonds. That's how you, you build airplanes. So every single thing that Africa needs, like titanium structures to build houses, titanium structures to build big buildings, they have the natural iron ore in the ground. But why can't they produce the iron ore to make steel structures to be able to build up their cities to be like these big cities, okay? They can't do it because they don't have the technology. And that's what the other countries leverage over Africa okay, hey, we can come in and build your power plants. We can come in and construct your roads. And then the African countries are asking asking them, hey, can you show us? They say, no, all of our workers have to be there. We have to have all of our workers there, and we can give you 15% of the know-how, but we're not going to give you senior positions to be able to understand the technology. So a lot of the African countries are getting caught in that maze where they can't get out of you know, into the into the work, they're coming, they're coming, but it's gonna take a while. The best thing to happen to the African countries is they're gonna be able to uh, leapfrog development because of the internet and technology. So they're gonna start off with five G systems and six G systems and these new cloud technologies and different data technologies when they finally do start to industrialize, because we're in the fourth industrial revolution, which is the information age. We're not in the third one which it was like pure manufacturing manufacturing and stuff. And so we're, we, we're in another age, we're in an information age, so everything is finna become information, meaning that everything is finna be processed. So we're gonna have smart cars, and self-driving cars, and everything is turning into computation because that's what everything is finna become, robotic. And you're gonna have to probably learn that or have some type of skill in that or have these different type of skills because the old way of doing business is about to go out of style, so. These are just some of the things that's happening in the future, and they're all connected to what I was just talking about, which is trade and what's going on in the world. I know I got off topic a little bit, but it's all interconnected. That's why this podcast is called the Global Connect. Um, Another topic I wanted to touch on is uh, sports and uh, what's going on in the states with sports. And uh, I mean, of course, I'm in Finland right now, so I can only see it from afar, man. But uh, I just look at the NFL and I look at the NBA. The NBA players, that is a player's league. You know, the NBA players kind of own the league or the owners have made the NBA players feel that they own the league. You know, LeBron James can be outspoken to a certain extent and some of these other guys can be outspoken as to a certain extent to make it almost look like that they're kind of like free to, to um, say what they want to say, which is always an agreed, I guess you say, like uh, how far you can go with your uh, you know, whatever you want to say is outspoken, but um, if you look at the football players, they Basically, you know get the less get less money get less money in the signing bonus and they have less leverage uh, For the uh, again, we talk about leverage. They don't have any leverage on owners because the NFL teams have 52 players and it's more common to just walk outside and you can find an NFL player or a guy that can play NFL almost. You can I mean guys can work out and I'm not saying you can be at home, but it's it's easier to replace an NFL offensive, you know, something or a tackle, not a quarterback, not one of these key positions, but something that's, you know, special teams player. Any anyway you can you can replace players. I mean you can replace players to a certain extent. There's a lot of guys who are not playing NFL, like this playing for the practice league, practice team that if there was a strike they could call them up and give them a and a half million dollars and they'll take it. And they can keep the league at least cosmetically going. That it looks like football. It's not going to be star-driven, but it'll look like it. But they got less leverage. That's my point. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Everything is leverage. So if, 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 if there's not a key word or something, key phrase that I'm saying today, is is just to think about the leverage. And the NBA players, they got more leverage because there's a less greater chance that you're going to find a LeBron James. There's a less... Uh, you know, a a a, a chance that you're not finding a Kevin Durant. You just can't find a Kevin Durant walking around the corner like, hey, there go Kevin. You know, hey, let, they call a seven foot guy that can shoot threes and and pull up from thirty six feet. You're not gonna be able to find guys like that every day. So the NBA players got more. Hey, we'll stop playing and their league will go down immediately. When the football players, you can kind of go find a guy that just got graduated from Auburn who didn't get picked in the seventh round and and say, hey, you know. We need to keep this thing going for a couple more weeks to see if the players gonna agree or not. Can you come in for for half a million dollars? And I guarantee you a guy gonna get up off his couch or his little job, he working, he's gonna go do that. But you can't do that with an NBA player, it's just it's different. So it's all about leveraging. And my thing is what can the NFL players do to leverage? You know? And I don't know, it's something in the negotiation um that they, they can never leverage. And it should always start with the revenue of, you know, the situation. So, um, it's something in the revenue. I know that the revenue in the NFL is getting higher, but it's something in the revenue that'll let you know that that's what they're gonna have to do to uh, like target that area because they can't really, they're kind of in an advantageous situation. Um, But another thing about the NBA, you know, the players make their moves and, and you know, this LeBron thing about him going to LA, I think it's a very smart move. LeBron, like I say, so, something about him, I call him an untouchable. Um, I call Floyd Mayweather untouchable. A lot of people don't like these guys. I just call them untouchables because they make so much money for everybody that they just don't need to be touched because they are money making machines. They're like the goose that laid the golden egg, basically. I mean, they generate too much money, and usually when you are an untouchable, I call like, like Michael Jordan was untouchable. You know don't touch him, don't don't bother him, just let him be, and he's going to just generate, that's why the Jordans, for me, they still make money, because you, if you, that's the concept of being untouchable, when it, when it says, like, that's why these guys going to kind of stay where they are, you know what I'm saying, because, like, uh, even Floyd, Floyd talk, talks a lot of shit, and talk, you know, talk down on people, but Floyd Mayweather makes money, you know, he can come out of retirement and, and say he's going to fight anybody, and it's going to be a three, $400 million check for him. And then it's going to be a $1.4 billion check for whoever put the fight on. So that's why I'm saying uh, LeBron James come to your city. He brings billions of dollars to your economy. Everybody drinks more beer, eats more wings and pizza and parking, more parking spots and buy more shirts. And, you know, the cops give people more tickets for parking in places that they're supposed to be like the whole economy goes up because, he attracts so much attention and people want to see it so that's why they're paying these guys the money that they they, they're just paying them a fraction of what they're worth because actually lebron could be the owner because they're not there to see the owner they're there to see lebron james he is the but uh you know he's the the basis of all of what's going on if you take him out the equation people won't even show up at the gym go 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 to an nba game go to the detroit pistons versus the orlando magic on a wednesday night and see how many people show up because they don't have there's no attraction and that's why everybody you know Goes crazy over the free agencies because the, the free agents that you bring the big names bring you money revenue more ideas More smarter people. Everybody wants to be a part of something that's winning or perceived to be winning So with the Lakers you just change out Max Johnson, and you bring you know, uh, LeBron James back and it's back almost you can reset the franchise and say hey look what we got If we don't make it to the finals at least we got this big attraction this media attention attraction you know, but it's going to work because it's just, it's just, it's just like the, what the Warriors are doing. The LA Lakers are saying, hey, we can beat the Warriors, maybe. We should be able to beat them. And they could kind of beat them. They just got to take their time. They got the piece that they need. And LeBron James probably said, hey, the only way I'm going to beat these guys I'm going to have to beat them within. Because I can't, if I, if I go to the East, I can't beat them. So let's come to their conference and figure them out. We play them four times a year and we're going to try to master them like kind of what Houston did but I think they failed to do it but you never know let's see what happened this year so I just want to touch on, on the sports and how I see sports I'm an athlete so I don't really look at it like that I don't praise anybody but I respect everybody like I respect athletes because I know what they have to do to get prepared the running the blood sweating tears the failure the success the anxiety the maybe the this and that the learning process is, is deep so those guys sometimes do deserve everything they have some of them and the ones that make the money if you know these players who really make the big money and they're stars they take it serious Dwayne way nobody ever criticized him oh wait this may-. no he he deserved that lebron James, he deserved he actually he hadn't even really max max to the i think stephen curry makes the most money in the nba and of course, LeBron has been able to sacrifice his money because he makes so much off the court. But, you know, some of these guys don't really focus on the money. It's really that they go in the gym and they really do work out and try to keep they, they self together because that's what really gets you there is what you do and how you prepare. The money is the the bonus. You know, even with me in my life, I say it's a lot of the times I'll be looking at things or I say, man, everything I'm getting in life right now is a bonus. I've lived a good life, traveled around the world, I might not have made a million dollars, but my experiences around the world adds up to a million dollars because I would have had to pay a million dollars of my own money to experience it. So I've I've been able to go different places in different countries for on teams. Teams are paying for me to come here and there. So it's like if I didn't have the money, you know, they basically paid for it. So it was still an experience that was free. So, um, you know, all of that is what they focus on. So these guys are are, are, are living a life and I know the process of it. So um, that's it, man. And um, one little last topic, man, that I want to touch on is really bothered me is uh, you know, I look at this police brutality and I look at like going back to the NFL, they're standing and uh, trying to honor people, you know, just like, you know, getting shot in the streets or whatever the case may be. And I just, want to just take a a, a step back and look at that situation and how it has gotten out of control are these isolated situations i don't i don't i don't i don't want to really give no opinion my thing is is i would be trying to find solutions of how you can bring it to a to an end you know um, i'm all about solution based type of stuff but one thing About those police brutality has it it comes down to one thing from my perspective and it's power And a lot of people don't understand what the access of power is Because when you have access to power Nobody tells you what to do and that's why power is so corrupt because it is an absolute, you know, we're living in a country, or you're living in a country that make rules. They are the law. So you almost in a lose-lose situation when we kind of like try to make a big fuss about trying to show that. When Basically, you telling a cop, when, when they they look at, I'm, I'm gonna show you how they look at it. When we say that they're, the cops are in the wrong, which most of them are, it's like you're saying that your laws is bad or you, you you know your your yeah your laws are bad so it, it, that's why it's always flipped around and the cops are always made to seem like they're doing their job because they don't want to make it seem like it's not the rule of law and it's very deep it is it, it's, it's more deeper than what we can explain because a lot of us don't look at it and you don't look at when people have power and what power is and like the really the fundamentals of power and and what it is it, it is the concept of power you have to study it it is something crazy and if you study the concept of power then you'll understand what's happening and you know one of the things that that's said in the world is might is right so if you don't never remember, remember anything else understand that might is right meaning that if I got the most power that i got the most might i got the most artillery i got the most whatever i am going to be right in that situation because you can't actually do anything about it and that's a whole nother i don't want to really get too deep in it but i'm just that's what it's based on and a lot of people may beg to differ that's my opinion that's not facts but power is the the root of the problem but um you know even when you're getting pulled over and, and you have interactions with cops i would just try to say do it in a, a masculine, uh, a masculine way. You know, I, I understand if a cop pull you over and, and, and he's he's already scared for me, but I would say you have to just stay in your masculine frame as if you're a guy and don't get too emotional and just, because we can be emotional. I understand why people, we, we, we can get emotional and that's where everything comes out in the emotion of the whole interaction. Because, yeah, you pissed off. Somebody just pulled you over for no reason. The cop, he's coming up with anxiety, which he's supposed to be trained not to do that. I'm not taking any sides right now. I just want to describe it so you can see it from the outside. Most of the problems that you have, if you step outside the problem, you can, you can um, solve it. So I just say, some, who's going to be the bigger man? Who's going to stand down? If there's a situation between somebody that does have power and somebody doesn't have power, who's going to stand down in that exchange? So somebody needs to, and then sometimes, you know, a retreating is a strategy. It's a form of strategy. People got to understand retreating is a form of strategy. You can retreat. Retreat means that basically, you know, you're gonna stand down and you'll live another day, but it's a retreat strategy. And you can also come back even more powerful from the, the retreat, retreating strategy. Read the Sun Tzu, um, the uh, Art of War tells you, those are some principles that you can just use for everyday life They necessarily, I'm not telling nobody, I'm not talking like work, That just, it's a book, you just go read the book. There's a, plenty of books that you can read and it tells you different types of strategic thinking. And it's just something that we can at least get that in order and then get our own self in order also too. I don't care what people say, you, you still gotta add that fact to the table. But just to get off that, that just something that I want to touch on. And I live in Philly right now, so of course it's different over here. So I just tell people that it's not like that everywhere in the world. I haven't talked to an officer here and I'm glad I haven't did anything to talk to one. So I'm not even talking You know, like that I'm in that area where I should even be talking. I don't even want to be in an area where I have to talk to them. You know, I can pretty much take care of myself. I'm a responsible person. I can kind of get people out of my face. So there's not going to be no reason for me to be calling anybody. I don't want to live my life like that. I want to live my life and be happy. So, yeah, man, this is my first episode back. I just came here to chill. Um, Just to talk to y'all normal. You know, this time I'm going to be bringing it more normal like this and just talk about different topics. And, um, you know, you know, it could be a big topic, little topic, but I just want to touch on some of the stuff that I feel like this, some topics, you know, that I I wanted to talk about this week. So, um, and another one that I want to touch on before I get out of here is like music and and everybody talking about music and, ah, man, you know, I'm tired of this mumble rap and, you know, look, man, all music, you know, you can learn all information you can learn even misinformation even when somebody lying is information that you can process you know i'm, I'm a 90s baby i mean that i am i'm, I'm an 80s baby but i'm a 90s kid i grew up you know in the 90s like in my teens so i i, I love the music from back in the day too i love my when i was 17 18 when i really started understanding music that was like the peak of music i feel like 98 97 99 2000 was like a peak because you had the m&ms and jay-z's and everybody you know the the the, the nazis and you know i went through the era of wu-tang and you know outcast and utk all that you know but what i do with music and i say it that listen to and i'm talking about rap music i'm talking about hip-hop music because it's basically some of the it is almost the most popular genre in the world i don't care uh, rock is, is pretty big but hip-hop might be one of the biggest I don't want to say which is But hip-hop is up there. Anyway, my music my culture. I'm speaking on that Um, You just have to listen I just say To understand what the young kid is talking about I want to listen to their music because what they're talking about in the music is it's kind of like their phenomena What's going on in their lives? So, Look, when I'm in the gym working out, I don't want to listen to J. Cole. J. Cole is a thought. He's the type of music person you listen to when you're driving. Where you, he make you think. He make you sit back. Most definitely make you think, sit back. Nah, you got to play the album and sit back and think. But if I play some Migos, if I play somebody else, I may just want energy. A lot of it is just beat-driven. and A lot of it is just energy-driven. And it, you have to use it for what it is. I don't want to judge the music. I don't care what they pretty much saying. I'm gonna get what I want to get out of it anyway. Some rappers do drop hints, and p- people drop messages and clues. Listen to it. Sometimes you can take something from somebody saying, use it for your own purpose. You never know what you can hear in the music, but to judge it, all music is, it's like music to me is like all music is different to ears, just like all beauty is different. The beauty is is in the eye of the beholder you know like that you know like uh whatever however they go um but you know what i'm talking about basically everybody looks different to somebody else what i may, what i may think that's a beautiful girl or woman this guy may not think and and that's why it, that's what makes us unique as humans we have different perspectives and i respect other people's perspective so if that's what they think i have to respect that so, music, you know what I'm saying, I understand It's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people talking about the Illuminati and all that selling your soul stuff and you got all these different types of um, people with these thought patterns. Not to say it's good music and it is a lot of bad music. You know, I agree, it's a lot of good music and it's a lot of bad music. Um, but it, there's more good than bad. You know, there's some artists that you can tell that don't really, you know, um, practice on their artwork. And then there's some guys that, that They can sound like this, but they still okay. I can get a lot of I like big crit I like future. You know, what I'm saying I like money bag. Yo, I like some of these artists. I look at I grew up off of um, You know, Louisiana era with New Orleans and low limit and cash money I grew up off of Houston and H-Town and Scarface ghetto boys UGK. I grew up off of Memphis Robert Memphis coming back I grew up off first some of the first um Artists I was ever listening to was poison clan the two live crew. I thought that was like crazy when I was coming up. You know what I'm saying? That's the stuff that you sneak to listen to. I love Nas. I love all the East Coast music. I don't have no bias I know where everybody come from. All the coast I love E forty. I love Mac mall and I love M C eight and and all them cats from out there on the West Coast. So I I never had this um big um what they call this. I never had a big uh, discrimination with music oh you got to be from here you got to be from everybody makes this this, good music you just listen to it and get the you know try to get what the the guys were trying to basically say so anyway man this is a first episode back good content like this more interviews i'm gonna try to get more people to chime in i will be having more interviews with guys and i just want to uh, thank everybody for listening and always support the global connect podcast peace